people. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. This is Laura. And this is Ardine. And welcome to What Happens After Dark. Yes, What Happens After Dark. <laughs> Creepy crawlers. Worms. Brains. <laughs> zombies. Arms. Legs. <laughs> guts. <laughs> Brain splatter. <laughs> the Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I have not watched that Walking Dead. They say it's really good, but oh. I don't find it any interesting. I have watched it up to a certain point, but not beyond that point because I just it. Some of the main characters start to die in unwanted ways, and so yeah. I'm just like, no. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, okay, so everybody dies but them. Yeah. So they they get bitten and they get saved. It's just like the same thing. I got bored with it. So. Yeah, yeah. But they say it's good. People love it. So. I just, that noise of, oh, of yeah. chomping the people, oh, I'm no, just like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. So what's something interesting about you, Ardine? Well, I'm a weirdo. Uh, my favorite hobbies would be, let's say, ghost hunting. <laughs> I am very, very curious about the paranormal. I love crafts. I like to do scrapbooking, coloring, jewelry. Um Let's see. I like to read. I like to write. One of my goals, hopefully someday I'll be able to do this, is write a book about my high school years. Because I think my high school years were the best years of my life and somehow the worst. So I have a lot of experiences, good and bad, that I want to share with the world. And I was hoping to put it in a book. I mean, I have typed a lot of it, and but it's the editing part. Yeah. Like, I need I need more details. Like more, a trained eye to really yeah, like. to connect them. So, but the idea is there. So, I don't know. Hopefully someday that'll be a dream that I make come true. So I would I, read it. Oh, yes. Yeah. I would do I would an English it. and a Spanish version. Um, yeah. And I have all my friends. They have, you know, their different character names and stuff. Oh, that is cool. And the crazy stuff we did. It, it was fun. I can't. I, I had a good. A good life. You know, yeah. we have ups and downs like everybody. everybody. Yeah. Uh, but I was able to overcome my downs and make the best of my ups. So uh, we'll see. To be continued. <laughs> I would read it. I'm telling you. Uh-huh. I know. I it's very it. interesting. Uh, I shared it with Felix. He says it's hilarious. It's hilarious and it's sad. So it's like <laughs> a, a mix of things. You know, you, you laugh, you tell all these funny things and then this tragic thing happens and it's like, wow. And then at the end, you know, you discuss about that and how to overcome. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting things that teenagers have to go through. Yeah. You know? So yeah, we'll see. How about you? Well, I have a special talent. Okay. I can touch my tongue to my nose. Watch. Uh -uh. You do. (laughs) And watch. It's so huge. I can't. Why is yeah. it so long? <laughs> I don't know. I always like tell people I can touch my tongue to my nose. They're like, nah, and I'm like, watch. Mm. Okay, I'm taking a picture. Everybody has to see this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even just a tip, like it goes it up goes so far. It's so, so far. crazy. It's huge. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. I have no idea, but I can do it. My, I think all three of my kids also can. Maybe not Zach, but the girl. Maybe not. No, it's Shania that can't. Okay. She has a tiny tongue. But um, 
Yeah, I and as since I was a kid. Oh, that's like it was a family thing. Like I, we'd go to family parties, and they're like, "Touch your tongue to your nose." <laughs> <laughs> so it was like my, I guess the circus trick or something. I don't know. I don't know. But He's on yeah. A show. Oh, yeah. that's funny. We gotta we gotta put that out there. What else? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my quirk. But I'm also a weirdo. I think we all have our weirdo Good things. Stuff, and yeah. we all have our good weird. Yeah. In normal stuff. Yep, yep. I I'm proud of mine. I don't care. Yep, me too. I own my weird. Heck yeah. I don't care what it is. Weird like thinks. a badge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nothing wrong with it. If you want to see something wrong with it, that's on you, not me. <laughs> and I won't write about my high school stuff. I just remember I had so much fun with my youth group that we used to go TPing and, uh, like forking. Have you ever heard of forking? No. So forking is like you go to somebody's yard and you stick a bunch of plastic forks in it, like oh, all really? over the lawn. <laughs> so when they come out, like their whole lawn is forked. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never heard of that. So it was kind of destructive. It's probably nothing to share. Karina, online, but... Our friends teepeed our house with toilet paper. Yep. We're like, ah, leave it. It's, now it's, toilet it's a rainy season. It'll all rain away. And now we it's took too much as money. much as we could reach, yeah. but. The little ones were crawling up the tree like a monkey trying to get as much of it. But the rest just, you know, disintegrated and we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and now they had joy. They had fun doing it. Now it's just too much money to go. Well, we didn't do that in Ecuador. I'll tell you what we did. You want me to tell you? Yeah, I want to know what we did, what you guys did in Ecuador. So at my girlfriend's house, she lived one block away from the school. And it was the final, so we would like to study together. Nice. She had paranormal experiences in her house, too. Crazy. Uh, but we were studying one night, and we decided at 1 in the morning. So in our high school, the section where the nuns lived, uh -huh. you had to go all the way across the patio to get that, that huge entrance door. They had a huge door, and there was a door doorbell on the outside when you rang it it sounded like the fire bell the firefighter oh, really bells loud. it was yeah. so loud and so we're like let's go ring the doorbell i say yeah but if you ring it and it sounds they're not gonna wake up they're like, ah, somebody just rang the doorbell we said yeah. we got to do something to make them come and open the door so we grabbed uh, Band-Aids. <laughs> At 2 in the morning, we snuck out so quietly so the mom wouldn't know. We snuck out, the three of us, Elsa, Polly, and I. And <coughs> Sorry. Elsa had Band-Aids, so we grabbed the Band-Aid, and we taped with the Band-Aid the belt. And oh, it, gosh. it was like... <laughs> and then we ran around the corner and hid... And to see if someone would come up. <laughs> and that, that bell was pretty high. So Paulina was the tallest. So she's the one that did it. And this little nun came and she's jumping, trying to get that <laughs> in her pajamas. And we're just sneaking in the dark looking and just bawling our heads off. So she finally took it out. And we're like, let's just wait. Let's make sure she goes to bed. She's laying yeah. down. So we waited like. 15, 20 minutes, and we did it again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they were so mad. You can hear the nun screaming. <laughs> it's like she was so mad. Like, leave us alone. <laughs> and 
then we ran back into the house and we snuck back in. It was just hilarious. So that's that was the stuff that we did when we were in high school. I no, gotta no say, <laughs> in anything religious, the nuns scare the hell out oh, of me. Oh, they're not that saint. They're not that. Well, they're just. I don't know if it's pure. Their clothes, or I don't know, but it just. This, I just get really freaked out by yeah. nuns. Yeah. Millie is licking our recording table and I stop it. <laughs> Literally. Oh my probably gosh. She's the garlic so crazy. from the bread we had. Yeah, probably. <laughs> You're silly, Millie. You're silly, girl. Well, we wanted to kind of talk about the war in Ukraine and just like the things that are going on over there. And and I found some pictures on abcnews.com or .go.com. Um, and it shows like, you know, the war-torn country and stuff. I mean, the pictures are just heart-wrenching of, you know, these people and what they're going through and, and you know, the lives that are being lost and, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. I cannot imagine. And it's such a small country. Yeah, I it's can't tiny. imagine Why the you, terror. Yes. Like, where can they flee to? I mean, Look this at is the armory. The armory, the bombs and it's, missiles. It's just, it's so devastating. Oh. And, um, I mean, there's just the pictures. When you guys, if you go on and look at these pictures, and maybe we can pull this back up and post some onto our yeah. website. And Ukraine. just in honor of, of Ukraine. Ukraine. Um, I just, you know, if you're Ukrainian and you listen to this, whoa, um, then, you know, just know that we have love for you and we, we support Ukraine, you. And, yeah. And just, I can't imagine what you guys are going through. Hopefully it'll end soon. This is, I hope so. I hope It's so. like a big bully, uh, you know. I honestly think a little oh child. Gosh, that looks Look like a that. hospital or yeah. something. And I mean, these pictures are just, it's so awful. And oh gosh, young kids out there. But I just, and I was reading somewhere where China, it sounds like China might be sending over more yeah. armory to Russia. To keep, uh, you know, arming so Ukraine. Bombarding them. That's sad. And I'm like, this world is in so much turmoil right now. No. It's just crazy. Oh, no. And over there. And That's so sad. I mean, the mass graves. graves. Yeah. Mass graves. Oh, my God. People's homes. Oh, this that picture was kind of nice. Yeah. But, I mean, so much stuff. Is, and then this one, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. They're pulling this. It looks like a wife away from her husband. Her husband must be laying there dead. Dead. Look at the pool of blood. Oh, I see it now. Oh, my God. And the wife is just there crying over Devastated. it. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I've never had to live through a war. But I really feel like the way we are going that, you know, we're really facing possible World War mm -hmm. III, which means in our lifetime, in our children's lifetime, our grandchildren's, yeah. the world is going to be altered Yes, in such a awful way. And guys, peace, peace. peace. I, it's just all power. Look at this, just a bloody sight with people's luggage. They were probably and trying to it. escape. Yeah. And it's just, oh gosh, oh, you guys. Gosh. Pray <gasps> for Ukraine, please. Oh. So anyways, that's, that's heavy on my heart. and That's from ABC News? Yeah, ABC News. It was abcnews.go.com. And then it, that when I opened that up, Ukraine was like right there. Oh so God. that's why I found that. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. Why? 
I don't get it. I don't get it either. It's I just that understand. that hunger for power is it's insane. It's insane. Jeez. I lost my glasses, guys. I don't know where I put them, so hopefully Your glasses we'll be able to... you're wearing it. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That was a good laugh. <laughs> Arden just looked at me and she's like, "You weren't it." <laughs> I'm like, "Duh, duh!" Hit myself in the forehead. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. So today we have a a murder, a murder episode. Yeah, a true crime. So our disclaimer, what happens after dark does not condone violence or murder. We are here to just present the facts of some really screwed up individuals. So uh, Wikipedia, Murderpedia, and Wikitree is where I got my information for this one. Um, And her name is Nanny Doss, but she's known as the Giggling Granny, the Lonely Hearts (laughs) Killer, the Jolly Black Widow, and Lady Bluebeard. Um, There were 11 victims total. Um, that they knew about, and she was active from 1927 to 1954. Oh, wow. So a very long time. So Nanny was born, um, Nancy Hazel, on November 4th, 1905, in Blue Mountain, Alabama, which is now part of the, which is now part of Anniston. Um, Her parents were Louisa Lou Holder and James F. Hazel. Nanny was one of five children. Um, she had one brother and three sisters. Um, there is evidence that Doss was conceived um, illegitimately as James and Lou married after 1905. Um, so, and there is census records that show that in 1905, um, Nanny Doss and her mom were living on their own. So she had like an affair or something. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So and they're back saying then that was like. That was huge. Huge, yeah. Yeah. So basically, Jim Hazel um, may have not been her biological father. And here we go to paint the picture. She's female, so it's the the father. So the father was abusive and demanding and kept Nanny and the other children away from school for long periods of time to perform household chores and work on the family farm. Um, Her mother, however, was considered loving and gracious to Nanny and their three sisters. Um, Nanny and her mother hated James, who was controlling father and husband with a nasty streak. She had an unhappy childhood. She was a poor student who never learned to read well. Her education was erratic because her father forced his children to work on the family farm instead of going to school. And when Nanny was around seven years old, the family was taking a train to visit relatives in southern Alabama. Um, The train stopped like abruptly like just bam and nanny went forward and hit her head on a metal bar um that was kind of like on the front of the seat so like if you ride in a school bus you know how those uh-huh. yeah so okay. it just bam oh, right okay. on her frontal lobe um for years after she suffered severe headaches blackouts and depression um and she blamed these and her mental instability on that accident Um, During childhood, her favorite hobby was reading her mother's romance magazines, a hobby which Nanny kept until her death. 
She was sure that the right man was somewhere just waiting to sweep her off her feet and adorn adorn her in the way she had always dreamed. Um, the Hazel sisters' teenage years were restricted by their father. Um, James forbid his daughters to wear makeup or attractive clothing. Um, and he did this because he didn't want men molesting them. Um, and But however, the lack of makeup or attractive clothing did not prevent this from happening on several occasions. Um, so they were molested. And oh. I mean, honestly... I don't think if you have that kind of intent in your mind of molestation or rape, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you're wearing. It doesn't. It, <laughs> it does doesn't not matter. matter. Um, so James also forbade them to go to dances or other social events. Nanny Doss had been molested by a string of local men before mm-hmm. she reached her middle teens. Really? I mean, middle teens, that's like what, 15? 13, yeah. 14 maybe. So by that time, already a string of men had. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of differentiate a little bit between uh, Murderpedia and Wikipedia because they each had different information. Okay. So on Murderpedia, her first mi- marriage, um, her first victims her were her own children. Okay. Um, her first husband, George Frazier, arrived home one day in 1920 and found the kids lying on the kitchen floor dead. Doss claimed it had been an accidental poisoning, but evidently Frazier was not convinced. He left and never went back. Um, so in Wikipedia, they have somebody else's, her first husband. They don't even have this information that Murderpedia had. Oh. Um, it says Nanny was first married at age 16 to oh. Charlie Braggs. Um, he was a co-worker at a linen factory. Um, and with her father's approval, they married after four months of dating. Braggs was the only son of a single mother who insisted on continuing to live with him after he married. Oh. Um, Nanny later wrote, I married as my father wished in 1921 to a boy I only knowed about four or five months who had no family, only a mother who was unwed and who had taken over my life completely when we were married. She never seen anything wrong with what she done, but she would take spells. She, but she would take spells. She would not let my own mother stay all night. So because of her education, her grammar and stuff, obviously, Mm -hmm. from what I just read, is, like, not super great. Okay. Um, Bragg's mother took up a lot of his attention and limited Nanny's activities. The marriage produced four daughters from 1923 to 1927. Gosh, that's like a kid a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you have kids like that, you have to let your body and hormones relax before. Yeah. So that I can see where that might have caused some problems, like the hormones, just bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Um, the stressed out nanny started drinking, and her casual smoking habit became a heavy addiction. Both unhappy partners correctly suspected each other of infidelity, and Braggs often disappeared for days on end. Oh. In 1927, the, co- the couple lost their two middle girls to suspected food poisoning. Uh. Soon after, Braggs took firstborn daughter, Melvina, and fled, leaving newborn, Florine, behind. Why? Yeah. Braggs' mother died not much later, and Nanny took a job in a cotton mill to support Florine and herself. Braggs brought Melvina back in the summer of 1928, accompanied by a divorcee with her own child. Braggs and Nanny soon divorced, with Nanny taking her two girls back to her mother's home. Braggs always maintained 
he left her because he was frightened of her. Um, Charlie's last words were, I was afraid of Nanny, deathly afraid. So why would you leave your kid? Exactly. So in comes the second husband then. Um, His name was Robert Franklin Harrelson. They met and married in 1929. They lived in Jacksonville with Melvina and Florine. After a few months, she discovered that he was an alcoholic and had a criminal record for assault. Despite this, the marriage lasted 16 years. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. In 1945, Harrelson raped Nanny. The next day, she put a rat she put rat poison in Harrelson's corn whiskey jar, and he died that evening. So, and I and I'm gonna share something personal, but in a marriage, you know, you have you can still say no. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I had the same thing happen to me. I said no, and it's it happened. And so, you know, I think about this. I didn't think about poisoning my ex-husband, but I definitely wanted to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So let's see. So in murder, in murderpedia, it says in 1945, um, Japan surrendered, surrendered to the allied powers at the end of world war two. And Harrelson Doss's second husband was one of the many people who celebrated rather robustly after an evening of particularly heavy drinking. He raped Doss the following day as she was, Tending her rose garden, Doss discovered Harrelson's corn whiskey jar and very buried in the ground. Um, the rape had been the last straw for her, so she took the jar and topped it off with rat poison. Harrelson died a painful death that evening. Oh. Frank's final words were, "If in you don't listen to me, woman, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be here next week. I ain't gonna be here next week. Sorry." Mm-hmm. So if you don't listen to me, woman, I ain't going to be here next week. And I ain't going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. She made his final words come true. <laughs> Six days early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Take the quick route to yeah. that next week. Why wait a week? <laughs> we can just wait a couple hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's just move that timeline up a little. <laughs> um. And so she did have grandchildren. Uh, Melvina gave birth to Robert Lee Hayes in 1943. Another baby followed two years later, but died soon afterwards. Um, exhausted from labor and groggy from, um, from that, Melvina thought she saw her visiting mother stick a hat pin into the baby's head. When she asked her husband and sister for clarification, they said Nanny had told them the baby was dead and they noticed that she was holding a pin. The doctors, however, could not give a positive explanation. Um, I can't imagine doing that to, well, number one, anybody, but I would be so excited and so grateful if I had a grandchildren. I don't have grandchildren. Our Dane has grandchildren. I can't imagine doing that to a- Why? Yeah. She was crazy. Sicko. Yeah. So just crazy. Um, so the grieving parents drifted apart and Melvina started dating a soldier. Nanny disapproved of him. And while Malvina was visiting her father after a particularly nasty fight with her mother, her son Robert died mysteriously under Nanny's care on July 7, 1945. Um, the death was diagnosed as asphyxia from unknown causes. And two months later, Nanny collected the $500 life insurance. Oh my God. So she took out life insurance on her grandchild. Killed them. Killed them. And then for $500. 
which back then was a lot, a lot but still. I mean, that's not even half of what I pay for rent here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like a quarter. And so I just, I just, and I don't understand. I don't, I just don't understand. Um, this is a baby. Yeah, they're helpless. How they're can children. A little baby piss you off that much. Well, and anybody who hurts children, I my dad molested me, and I ask why. You know, we mm-hmm. just went to the seance and yeah. we talked about that. And one of the people I at the end I asked for was my father to come forward, and I asked why and yeah. why didn't you love me the way I thought and or wanted? And it came, you know, he answered back saying because I was selfish. And yes. so I think people who do this, they're selfish. Yes. They have, there's got to be some kind of disconnect and selfishness. There. Yeah. Disconnect. More, yeah. Disconnect yeah. is the right word. Yes. Oh Very disconnected. God. Yes. Plug those wires back in. <laughs> Damn it. Let's, let's weld them up. <laughs> so then the third marriage comes around. Nanny met her third husband, Arlie Lanning, through another Lonely Hearts column while traveling in Lexington, North Carolina, and married him three days later. <gasps> three days. <laughs> Wow, she's fast. <laughs> she's escalating. Um, like Harlson, Lanning was an alcoholic womanizer. However, in this marriage, it was Nanny who often disappeared and for months on end. But when she was home, she played the doting housewife. And when he died of what was said to be heart failure, the townspeople supported her at his funeral. Only if they would have known. Oh, God. Soon after the couple's, uh, soon after the couple's house, which had been left to Lanning's sister, burned down, the insurance money went to Nanny, who quickly banked it. And after Lanning's mother died in her sleep, Nanny left North Carolina and ended up at her sister's um, Dovey's home. Dovey was bedridden, and soon after Nanny's ar- arrival, she died. Um, Arlie's last words were, "It must have been the coffee." <laughs> what? <laughs> I drink coffee all the time. I'm like, no. No, that's not the coffee. Don't that's, blame the coffee. That's my sister. <laughs> <laughs> then we have the fourth husband. Holy cow, fourth. <laughs> this woman's burning her bridges. Um, Doss had joined the Diamond Circle Club looking for another husband. She had met Rich, Richard L. Morton of Emporia, Kansas. While he did not have the drinking problem of his predecessors, he was a womanizer. Um, before she could poison him, she ended up poisoning her mother, Louisa, on January 19, in 1953, when she came to live with them. Morton met his death three months later. There were no last words for those two. <laughs> Poor thing. I wonder yeah. why. <laughs> so that did not last long at all. Um, here comes the fifth husband. Ooh, Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> yeah, she's just going through Um. Doss met and married Samuel Doss of Tulsa, Oklahoma, in June of 1953. He was a clean-cut, church-going man. He disapproved of the romance novels and stories that Nanny adored. In September, Samuel was admitted to the hospital with flu-like symptoms. The hospital diagnosed a severe digestive tract infection. He was treated and released on October 5th. Nanny killed him that evening in her rush to collect the two life insurance policies she had taken out on him. Oh, my God. Um, this sudden death alerted his doctor, who ordered an autopsy. The autopsy revealed a huge amount of arsenic in his system. <laughs> Nanny was promptly arrested. Um, and this quote is by Samuel Doss. It says, 
Christian women don't need a television or romance magazines to be happy. Um, and I kind of like understand that. Like, I feel like in this day and age, we want things so instantly, you know, we want that instant gratification, mm -hmm. but, um, you first, before you look for love or romance somewhere else, you need to have that for yourself. For yourself. You right. have to have that love and romance yourself. Buy yourself flowers. Just like Miley Cyrus mm -hmm. saying, can buy myself flowers. Yeah, I sing better I than Miley. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but that, that is so song. true. It's like, true. I usually, I haven't in a long time, but I was thinking of, when I get paid again, I want to buy some flowers from Costco and just set them out because yeah. I haven't had flowers for a long time. So you don't need that. You can romance yourself. Yeah, I um, do the, I fill up the hot tub. I do those bath bombs that I love. Nice. And I just lay and relax there. I wish I, I had just a bath pamper, tub. Oh, yeah. I only have a stand-up shower, oh, so. We will. Don't worry. Yeah. Someday. I'm going to get in my own house someday oh, that's yeah. going to have one of the, I love the big garden bath tubs. Oh, like those the are really beautiful. Oh. Yes. <sighs> I just want one so bad. Yeah. So she's been arrested now. So we're going to talk about the uh, confession and conviction. Um, Doss uh, confessed to killing four of her husbands, her mother, her sister, her grandson, and her mother-in-law. Those are the ones she confessed to. Um, the state of Oklahoma sent, uh, centered in or centered its case only on Samuel, da Samuel Doss. Nanny Doss was prosecuted by J. Howard Edmondson who later became governor of Oklahoma. Um, she pleaded guilty on May 17, 1955, and was sentenced to life imprisonment. The state did not pursue the death penalty due to her sex. Doss was um, never charged with the other death, deaths. She died from leukemia in the hospital ward of the Oklahoma State Penitentiary in 1965, and she is buried at the Oak Hill Memorial Park. Need to take note of that one. I was going to just say, that'll be a nice place to mm -hmm. go and investigate. Yep. So she never got held accountable for those other ones. But, you know, I believe that she knew she did it. So, you know. Um, and while she was in Oklahoma, they could only prosecute her for the one because that's the state that they're in. Um, so in Murderpedia, it says, after several weeks of inve investigation into the death of Sam Doss, Oklahoma police had enough evidence to arrest Nanny Doss for the murder of Doss and possibly others. Nanny faced her interrogators with equanimity, e, e, let's see, equanimity on November 26, 1954, when she was arrested. She laughed at the accusation, always stating, my conscience is clear. I married these men because I love them. Well, this is where the giggling granny kind of comes in that nickname because they would um, interrogate her and she would just sit there and go, <laughs> And oh just my laugh. God. Yeah, just a giggling granny. Um, she told the detectives, I have never poisoned anyone. Um, that she read a lot of, she told them she read a lot of love story magazines and that her favorite television programs are um, Art of Amor. I don't know what that is. Seems, Amor is love in Spanish. Yeah, so I guess Art of Amor. Maybe there was a television program mm -hmm. or something named that. Um, seems she favored the sophisticated sophisticated sound of the word i'm sure i'll find my perfect mate yet she told the officers <laughs> all through the night and into early morning in two man teams detectives questioned the jolly here's another name for her, the jolly widow um during these intervals she would remove her horn-rimmed glasses stating i'm not 
near or far-sighted. She explained she only wore them for the headaches. Um, I have oh. had terrible headaches all my life, she told them, or rather from the time I was seven. That was when the train hit the buggy I was riding in and I was thrown out. So now she's telling another story um, or whoever did this Wikipedia or Murderpedia mm-hmm. story that she was riding in a buggy and was thrown out. Um, and then while the officers took a few hours of grateful rest, I'm sure after sitting in a room with her for so many with hours, her giggling and crap. I'd be like, I'm a show of a bar of soap in your damn th- mouth. Hey, let me <laughs> tickle this bar up your ass. <laughs> <I know. laughs> or here, have this special drink with some arsenic. In. Yes. <laughs> let me sweeten it with honey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's see. So they did. They took a grateful rest. um, And then a new force had entered their side of the battle. So newspapers and wire services had spread the word that Nanny Doss was being questioned and at least one and possibly two deaths caused by poisoning. By sunrise, the Oklahoma police phone was jumping off the hook. More evidence was pouring in by the second against Nanny. Stories of other men Nanny had been married to who had met their untimely deaths, the deaths of her sister who was in her care, mysterious deaths of her two young daughters, and even the death of her own mother was being questioned. This story began to grow hour by hour in length and horror. Apparently anything or anyone that annoyed, um, apparently anything or anyone that annoyed Arsenic Nanny was sure to have a death warrant signed to their name on it. So another name, Arsenic Nanny. Arsenic Nanny. Which I love the old Cary Grant movie, Arsenic and Old Lace. Have you ever watched? No. It's such an old movie and it's black and white. And just to kind of give you a little bit of background on that one. So what happens is he's living with these, his two just lovey, lovey aunts. They're so amazing. But the thing is when he's away on business trips and stuff, they would lure old men in <laughs> and then kill them with arsenic because they're like, well, he was old and going to die anyways. Hey, type so- of- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's when I thought of that movie when I was doing this story. I was like, mm-hmm. maybe that movie. No, because the movie was made before her. I don't know, but int- it's a fun movie. I Nanny love Fanny, the Bing Boom Banny. <laughs> yes. Damn. Um, and then once again, the inter- interrogation began. This time the inv- investigators were armed with evidence against her, which makes a huge difference. Um. Sometime during the next seven hours, she faltered and at times a self-conscious giggle heralded a small admission. I lied about that. At last, she weakened and admitted that she had poisoned Sam Doss. He had begun to annoy her shortly after their marriage. She stated she felt sorry for him when when she should have felt sorry for herself. Um, She said, I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, some of the little things he, he annoyed her with was having to go to bed at dark and he wouldn't let me have a television set or radio or even a fan in the house. She quoted Doss with, I've been a Christian man all my life and you're going to be a Christian woman. You don't need a radio or television. To me, she sounds like a spoiled rotten Uh brat. Like, I don't get an Xbox. I hate you. You know, like... (laughs) I mean, that comes from, like, personal experience, if you could tell. (laughs) So, um, and because he wouldn't do that, she says, this got on my nerves. Oh, my God. Um, So bad that she put an inch of rat poison in Doss's coffee. 
She apparently over, overestimated the dose, causing him to retch so violently it saved his life. So because he gave, she gave him so much, he started barfing. Oh. Um, afterwards, she was nursing him back to health and reportedly stated that he was, um, he was as mean as ever. Again, she poisoned his food that day. He died. Um, after Nanny signed the confession, the investigators began to uh, the task of leading this extraordinary woman like a clock running backwards over her trail of murders. Oh my God. She would admit a chilling crime and the back off um, on a minor detail. Her final words on DOS were, now my conscience is clear. Oh, my wow. God. Wow. Mm-hmm. She claimed to have met husband number four, Richard Morton, in Birmingham, Alabama, at a bus station. Um, he was 69-year-old native of Emporia, Kansas. After a long period of questioning, she admitted to have having poisoned Morton in 1953 as well. Her reason for his death, he has been making me mad, shining up to other women. So leave and divorce the man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Honestly. Oh, my God. Um. After she signed that confession, she once again said, now my conscience is clear. Oh, so once they got rid of him, then she was like, oh, I'm good now. Exactly. Um, The expectant officers were disappointed when the floodgates of Nanny's soul did not open up. Without um, rancor, she continued to verbally fence with the investigators until they trapped her with a new confession. This brought out the confession of the murder of husband number three, Arlie Mm -hmm. Lanning resident of Lexington, North Carolina. They married in 1952. Um, Her brow was darkened with one of her infrequent frowns when she recalled the provocations that led to the fate of Lanning. This marriage was the longest of all, five years. But I thought earlier... I thought she was 16. So between Murderpedia and Wikipedia, there are a lot of, like, differences on this story, which I found interesting. Discrepancies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, He was a womanizer, she said, and he started running with other women. She stated shortly afterwards, she confessed to murdering Lanning with poison. Once again, now my conscience is clear. That's her statement, I think. That's her motto. Um, Let's see. So the investigators led Nanny into a discussion of Frank Harrelson, husband number three, whose murder would be her um, her first so far as present admissions went. The She claims they were married in 1937 in Jacksonville, um, Alabama, but Harrelson's m- brother claims they were married in 1945, the year of Harrelson's death. So maybe what they meant in the earlier statement was maybe they were together longer, mm-hmm. but only married. married. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Um, Nanny stated that she married him for love, but that was a disappointment. I found out that he was a jailbird and a drunkard. Oh, my God. <laughs> Then she enlightened them on that, on that story. She said, one Sunday I was at my mother's and Frank's brother showed up stating that Frank wanted to see me. Frank had been out all night the night before drinking. She went with the brother to the edge of town where she found him passed out from too much to drink. After driving him home and helping him inside, she states that he wanted me to go to bed with him and I refused. Frank then replied, my God, woman, I may not be here next Sunday to go to bed with. And so after thinking about what he said, I went in and got the whiskey bottle and uh, out of the flour bin in the kitchen and poured poison into it. I thought I'll just teach him a lesson. Oh, my God. The next morning, the bottle was empty and Frank was sick all week. 
by Sunday he was dead. He said, I wouldn't, I may not be here but next, next Sunday. Week, well, yeah, there you go. He when had his they, own prediction. <laughs> I know. I feel like these guys do. They are having their, um, when the investigator asked her why, how's your conscious now? She said, clear. Oh my <laughs> God. Um, no amount of prodding could evoke more confessions from her. Her soft reply was, you can dig up all the graves in the world and you won't get anything more on me. Although um, exhumation of more bodies proved that the deaths had been from poisoning, no more conf- confessions were forthcoming. So they did retrieve some of the bodies and found poison. Um, returning Nanny to the time when she was a wild and pretty girl of 15 in her hometown of Blue Mountain, Alabama, where she met and married Charlie Braggs, it became apparent that she may have included children in her lethal activities. Braggs is known as the one who got away. Because I think... He left her. Yeah, he left. And so, yeah. So, unfortunately, not before two of their young daughters died mysteriously. He stated she was always running off with this man and the other. He divorced her after her escapades when she returned home, bringing another man home with her. The only statement from Nanny of Braggs was, she was forced to leave him because of him running around of him running around with other women. No. Bragg said he was afraid of Nanny. He was as was his family. He never ate or drank anything that she had prepared when she was in a foul mood. Um, after all was said and done, Nanny appeared as fresh as a daisy. She laughingly outlined a meal complete with coffee she would like to prepare for them. So she wants to give the police officers some coffee. Um, oh no! Mm-mm. When asked what she uh, thought they should do with her for poisoning all those people, her answer was, "Why anything they like." She answered calmly, "Anything they do is perfectly all right with me. My conscience is clear." Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that might be one of my new catchphrases. Yeah, my conscience is it's clear. clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, four confessed murders and at least eight that were still under investigations. Oh my. What could have what could have caused Nanny to commit such hideous crimes and some of her own children and grandchildren, her sisters, and even her mother, and possibly the father? She, did she commit even more crimes? After all these years, the answer may never be known. We know that she had continued on. Even more would have fallen prey to her. Uh, before Doss died, she was corresponding with a farmer in New- North Carolina for whom she had baked the cake and mailed to him. He was anxiously awaiting the day when they would meet. There was even a period unaccounted for in her life where it is believed she lived in New York and Idaho and was possibly married to a man named Hendricks. Did he fall prey to Nanny's tempered uh, temperament as well? I'm sure. They don't know. Um, Was it, uh, let's see, what uh, was it the head injury as a small child Due to the time and era that possibly lacked for medical attention that could have caused her to be a murderess, we'll never know. Mm-mm. Although Nanny's education is believed to have not reached past the sixth grade, and she probably never read the purloined, purloined letter, yet she unerringly executed the bold psychology and advocated in that famous story. I have to look that up. Um, she moved so openly and with such guileness that she was never questioned although victims dropped like winter snow Mm. we are 
We are not accountable for our ancestors' actions. However, it is strongly believed that knowing about them helps us to understand more about ourselves. Um, it is believed that Nanny died in an Oklahoma prison for women still looking for that perfect love. Um, and that is a book written by Joseph Granger. Some of those quotes I just oh read. Oh, my God. Um, to wrap this up, I'm going to give you a recipe from Nanny Doss. A recipe. A recipe. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> Take notes. It's called Recipe for Death. Um, and it's Nanny's Apple and Prune Pie. Um, it takes about 45 minutes to make and you bake it at 350 degrees. While you laugh. Yep. <laughs> the ingredients are one cup of water, one cup of flour, half a cup of butter, three eggs, pinch of sugar, four apple sliced, one Cut dried prunes. Right there, that would cut me out. I do not eat prunes. Um, dash of granulated sugar, five tablespoons of rat poison. Oh. Bring to boil water, butter, sugar, at boil, stir in flour. Over low heat, continue to stir um, until able to form dough, a doughy ball. Into dough, mix egg mixture, well beaten until ball is smooth. Grease nine-inch pie tin. Roll out pastry, lining bottom and sides of pan with pastry dough, clipping excess for pie top, add mm -hmm. apple slices and prunes in hearty layers. It's best to soak prunes overnight in rat poison. Generic hardware. Oh my God. I know. Generic hardware store variety will do quite well. After spreading pears and prunes into, it didn't even say prunes, pears earlier, but whatever, Apples. into share, uh, into the shell, pour the lethal juice. The lethal juice of marinated prunes over apple and prune contents. Juice adds extra flavor and conceals taste of rat poison. Oh, my. If, if sting of ars arsenic tasteness remains, add extra teaspoon of sugar for good measure. Cover pie with leftover dough and preheated and pre or sorry, leftover dough in preheated oven for 45 minutes. Checking occasionally. Top with granulated sugar. While crust is fresh from the oven, and it's guaranteed to be er, a real man-pleasing uh, treat. Oh, <laughs> sicko! Yep. Freaky deaky. So that's our that's the giggling granny for you guys. Um, oh, please don't go out and make a. I we do not condone making pies with rat poison. <laughs> Uh, let's just keep your conscience clear. Yeah, keep your conscience <laughs> clear of all misdoings <laughs> and don't bury anybody and don't use rat poisoning. Uh, <laughs> they will find you if you use rat poisoning on people, <laughs> especially nowadays. <laughs> so, anyway, she was quite the interesting person. I will post pictures and you'll see why she's called the giggling granny because literally she is just like smiling in every, vi every in picture. picture. Yeah, but oh. it takes a lot of balls to, like, kill your own children, your grandchildren. Your parents, your yeah. family. Oh, my God. So she never killed, like, out, anybody outside of the family, family realm, but, you know, she slaughtered all of her family, basically. Yes. So I just. I, I think that's worse. Mm -hmm. So oh, Charlie no Braggs way. was lucky. He got away. Oh, we need a cleanser. I know. Please. Yeah, she's. She's a piece of work. So, oh my God. <sighs> Another serial killer down. <laughs> That's a crazy one. She killed the people she loved or 
didn't. Yeah, I don't think she ever, she knew what love was. And I don't know if hitting your head on a train, like she did. Will cause you to be a murderer? No. No, I don't think that could cause, I mean, it can cause damage. So like when Zach was five months old, we were in this horrible car accident. And um, after it was done months later, I kept asking God, I was like, how did, how did my son survive this? And um, Zach Zach's head actually changed formation from that accident. Like he, before the accident, in pictures you can see his how mm-hmm. after the pictures his head was elongated. Oh, and so um, and I think God got tired of answering me or ask me asking him, but I was given like a vision of how Zach survived, and it was the literally there were angels surrounded him, oh, like protecting him. Yes. But there were we had a box of soda in the back, and the cans had fallen out and hit Zach. <gasps> in the head and so um he is not a serial killer i'll put that out there right yeah. now um he has definitely had Normal. his fair choice of trials in mm-hmm. his life um so i don't know if i agree with that statement of could the hitting her head in the you know in that train mm-hmm. thing if that caused it i mean we weren't there but coming from something that was traumatic like that and my son being hit hard with Kansas soda and the, his was over and over because mm-hmm. we rolled and rolled. Um, you know, he didn't grow up to be that. So I think that that is false. Oh, I think yeah. she just had the tendencies that a lot of these serial killers do mm-hmm. that once you get a taste of killing you somebody. You want more. It's like me with chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. I can eat the whole damn thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like know. me, cake and ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. So, anyways, guys, it's, it's been a pleasure. It's terrible. So, you're going to read, the, uh, pick a page on the book? Oh, that's right. Hello. And yes. uh, then we'll tell you where to find us and everything. So, our yes. palate cleanser today, I have a book of, it's called The 333 Oracles of Heart Wisdom. It's readings with Alana Fairchild. And so, I have like 40 decks of cards. Um, but I love this book of messages. And um, when I do readings and stuff, I really do love this. Mm-hmm. So 111 is the one that my guides had me um, choose. And it says, truth behind the images. Sometimes we believe that others tell us we are as though the self we see reflected through their eyes is somehow more compelling than what we know of ourselves to be. Yet the accur- accuracy of a reflection depends on on the clarity of that which is doing the reflecting. Even the moon can only reflect the sun in varying degrees of faithfulness. It is not a matter of ill will. It is the mechanics of the situation. Take care that you don't allow the images from others Mm. um, form of you to interfere with you learning how to know, validate, and believe in yourself. Mm. To attempt to see a full sun in the partially, okay, wait. To attempt to see a full sun in the partiality of the moon doesn't lead to clarity. Turn your gaze inwards and seek direct direct experience of your true nature. There you will find steadying reassurance and peaceful strength. So, guys, um, don't don't seek others for approval. Like mm-hmm. that really bothers me. Just l- approve yourself. Approve who you are, and just do that this week. Um, go out and as people are forming opinions about about you, let it bounce or what off you of you. What you should do or yeah, shouldn't do, 
Just let it bounce off of you because yeah. you know yourself better mm-hmm. than anybody else. And what makes you happy mm-hmm. and what's good for you. Exactly. So just listen to your inner self. I have a great thing that an operations manager, she's a friend of mine, she told me at one time, stand in your own truth. And that has mm-hmm. become, become my lifetime mantra. And I use it everywhere. And this this page, this 111, is, that's the gist of it. Stand in your own truth and mm-hmm. be faithful to who you are. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes, well. So let's... where can we can be found on uh, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Samsung Podcast, Podcast Inbox, um, Deezer, Listen Notes, uh, Stitcher slash Pandora, Google Podcasts, RSS.com, tune in. And please email us your stories. Email us what you want at whathappensafterdarkll at gmail.com. Yes, and you can find us on social media on Facebook um, as Luna Wad Lee, Instagram at What Happens After Dark LL, TikTok Wad1210. Uh, we have a Patreon site. Uh, if you go to patreon.com, you can find us at What Happens After Dark. And please, please, please donate uh, so we can continue with this wonderful experience and adventure. And hopefully, you enjoyed everything on this episode and thank you thank you thank you for listening us for supporting us Um, we appreciate it and don't be a giggling granny yeah keep (laughs) your conscience clear okay (laughs) (laughs) all right people we love you Bye. bye